welcome to Value Nigeria with Ajibola. On this podcast, we learn how the best investors apply the time-tested principles of value investing and how these principles can be applied specifically to the Nigerian market. Last week, we went through the process of understanding a business or an industry, and I believe it was quite insightful. Has what you've heard influenced your investing practice in any way? Kindly get in touch with us and give us some feedback. We'll very much love to hear from you. This week, we'll be discussing the second of four principles outlined by Charlie Munger in his interview with the BBC from 1990. If you've not watched that interview, I'll leave a link to that interview in the show notes of this episode. The second principle as stated by Uncle Charlie is to only invest in businesses that have an intrinsic characteristic that gives it a durable competitive advantage. What exactly is Uncle Charlie talking about here? Put in other words, Charlie says we should only invest in companies that have a competitive advantage that is both intrinsic and durable. Now, after you've identified your circle of competence and discovered companies or industry that fall in this circle, and you've taken the pain to understand these companies or these industries, the next step in determining which of the lot to buy is to determine which of them have a competitive advantage. Why is a competitive advantage quite important? Most countries in the world, Nigeria inclusive, operate using the system of capitalism. Capitalism is just an economic and political system in which a country's trade and industry are controlled by private owners specifically for profit rather than by the government or by the state. People who own capital are free to invest that capital in any sector of the economy they deem fit. They actively chase ventures that have the ability to yield the most profit for them. Therefore, if you have a business that is generating profits, you can be certain that someone somewhere with capital is thinking of how to come share part of your profits. And how do they do this? They simply open a business similar to yours. And when they do this, clients that would otherwise have come to you now have two options to choose from. They can either transact business with your firm or with your competitors. Now imagine you own the Babin Saloon in a town, Town A. In total, there are about four Babin Saloons in that town, all of whom are competing for clients. The average price of haircuts in this town is 200 Naira. Now imagine there's a nearby Town B that has absolutely no Babin Saloons at all. So you go to Town B and open up a branch. And because you are the only barber in town, you can afford to charge them 250 Naira, which is a premium to the usual price you charge people in town A. Now, everybody in town B has no choice but to come to your salon. You are making a lot of profit. However, before long, other salons in town A would hear about the large profits you are making in town B. Before you know it, rival salons will begin to open up in the town. Eventually, prices will come down due to the competition and the larger supply. This is the beauty of capitalism and it is great for the customers as they can get products and services at cheap prices. However, it can be bad and brutal for business owners 
as their profits eventually get eroded by the competition. Competitive advantages are any legal means or methods by which a business is able to prevent its rivals from chipping away at its profits. If a business can ward off competition, it will be able to enjoy high profits for long duration of time. Now this competitive advantage has to be intrinsic to the company and not dependent on any external factors. The advantage should also be durable and should not disappear after a while. This innate and long-lasting ability to fend off competition is what Charlie asks us to look out for before investing in any company. Now, the competitive advantage has been likened to moats, which protect ancient castles. These castles are surrounded by high walls and a large body of water. If an invading army tries to attack the castle, they usually can do so only by crossing very narrow bridges which the castle can easily defend. Generally, there are various types of moats or competitive advantages that can be seen in various businesses. I would highlight a few and use a couple of examples from the Nigerian markets to illustrate them as much as I can. This however does not constitute investment advice, it is just for our education. I advise you to kindly do your own research. Now the first kind of moat or competitive advantage that I'll be talking about today are intangible assets. Now these are assets that are required to run a specific type of business and these assets may be quite difficult or expensive to obtain. It therefore deters people from coming into that line of business and protects the present players from competition. Examples of these intangible assets include branding, regulatory license, or patents. Now to cite an example, MTN, Airtel, Globacom, Nine Mobile have GSM licenses in Nigeria. The cost and the rigorous process of applying for a GSM license might put off new competitors. Also, Redstar Express that operates under the FedEx brand can afford to charge their clients more than the average local logistic company can. This is due to the weight that the international brand they represent carries. Corporate entities would rather do business with Redstar than with other local players as a reason of this brand. Caverton Offshore Support Group has contracts with various oil companies which sort of protect them from new entrants as the oil industries are bound by the contract to use Caverton. The second competitive advantage I'll be talking about today is switching costs. When the cost of switching service to another service provider exceeds the potential benefits to be obtained, a switching cost mode is likely to be in play. To cite an example, Dangote Sugar supplies sugar to the various bottling companies and um, soft drink manufacturers in the country. Now, the cost of these soft drink producers switching the supplier of their sugar from Dangote Sugar to a rival company would include the logistics of getting the sugars to their factory and standardizing the amount of sugar to be added to the drink as the new supplier will be bringing a different batch that is different from what they've been used to with Dangote Sugar. 
the soft drink producers may not want to go through all these rigors and might have to stick with Dangote sugar just for this reason. The third competitive advantage is network effects. Now, this competitive advantage is in play when the more clients a company has, the less likely an individual client will want to move to its competitor. To cite an example, one of the first apps the average Nigerian smartphone user will download the minute they buy a new smartphone is WhatsApp. Due to the large number of people already on the WhatsApp network, using WhatsApp is not a luxury, rather it's a necessity. Other messaging apps like Telegram may have a few extra bells and whistles, but they cannot compete with the network WhatsApp already has. The fourth competitive advantage is cost advantage. When a company is the low-cost producer of a product or a service, they can afford to charge lower prices than their competitors. Hence, they make small margins, but they are able to make up for this in a large volume of transaction. With the recent cost cutting seen at Vitaphone PLC, they can decide to crash the market price of mattresses with other mattress makers not being able to match their low prices. Vitaphone can then make up for the decrease in margins by increasing their sales volume due to the low cost of production. The fifth competitive advantage is a size advantage. By the reason of a large size, a company may be indispensable in its industry. An example of this will be FUGAS, which is actually an acronym for the five largest banks in Nigeria. These are First Bank, United Bank of Africa, Guarantee Trust Bank, Access Bank, and Zenith Bank. These banks are so large that if you want a meaningful and sizable loan in Nigeria, you have to speak to one or probably all of them. The large size of Dangote cement may actually be in their favor as well. Their cost per cement bag may be much lower than their competitors due to the economics of scale. How then do we identify businesses that have a moat? To identify companies with an intrinsic and durable competitive advantage, you have to first consider only companies within your circle of competence that you have understood quite well. Then, you look at their audited financial statements over a minimum of 5 years. And if you can identify a good number of the following trends, it is very likely that that company has a competitive advantage. These trends would include having a consistently high return on equity, having consistently high return on invested capital, having consistently high return on assets, increasing revenue and sales, increasing profit after tax, high gross and net margins. The reason you look at a minimum of five years is to screen out weak companies that may have had a flash in the pan event which can mimic having a competitive advantage. Don't be fooled into buying such companies. Thanks for listening to Value Nigeria with Ajibola. It's been a pleasure having you here. Next week, we will further discuss 
on how to identify companies that have a durable, intrinsic competitive advantage. Thank you very much for listening. Do have a very beautiful week ahead. Bye.